Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, that's right, everybody. It's the Mole Patrol here on Reality TV Rehap Ups. We're back. Josh Wiggler here, joined by the smart team and the socialist team, the stupid team here representing Jess Lease, Brooklyn Zed. Welcome back to the patrol. We're here. We did it. We're so oh excited. Oh my God. <laughs> I find it really interesting that the three of us are here. Wait, together. do you find something interesting, Josh Wiggler? Yeah, I find it rather interesting that here we are. Back together, Mole Patrol, the three of us, Mole Hunters, uh, famously the Mole Patrol responsible for recapping season one of the Mole nearly, uh, what was it? Is it two full decades after it aired? Pretty darn close yeah. after it aired back in the summer of 2020. It was myself. It was Jessica Lee. It was Brooklyn Zed. Uh, and we, we, we covered season one of the mole here on reality TV for hap ups in a, in a podcast that debuted on June 24th, 24th, I almost said 21st. And then I emerged 21st and 24th, 24th, June 24th, 2020, when the mole patrol first debuted. And as I record these words, my friends, it is June 21st. Not June 24th, <laughs> 2021. And it happens to be just a couple days uh, shy of that January, June. January. The January. Oh, January 24th. 24th, 2020 <laughs> debut of the Mole Patrol podcast. But here on June 21st, 2021, as I say these words. Nailed it. Whew, uh some hours have passed since this television show that we hold dear to our hearts, which aired, what was it, nearly two full decades ago, I think is what we said. <laughs> and once upon a time, Brooklyn said you could only find on YouTube uh, or other dark channels of the Internet. I'm counting YouTube as a dark channel of the Internet. <laughs> yeah. And you, you could only find it with like the VCR lines. 
And uh, rumor had it that uh, season one, which was watchable, season two was like really just really flirting brutal. with the line <laughs> with watchability. Yeah, and I, I say this as someone that used to like watch during the 92 Olympics, I used to watch the like the triple play channel, which we did not subscribe to. And it came in scrambled and I would watch the scrambled thing anyway. Yeah, I, I am a person who remembers when they would scramble TV channels and I used to watch them and it was like that. It was scrambled. Yeah. There was a scrambled season two of the mole that you could find on the YouTube. And I remember the three of us being like, wow, well, I don't want to have to do that. Uh, and speaking of scrambling in, in the time since, uh, what is it? September ish sometime like uh summer kissing fall 2020. Uh, did we not like that? Mm. I haven't encountered that before. I, summer was kissing fall. I didn't know summer liked fall like that. Uh, September twenty third, twenty twenty, is yes. uh, when we last convened to record Mole Patrol. Yeah, so I think that if summer and fall were in a relationship, it's possible uh, that we uh, saw them very close together. Either way, uh, and around that time, uh, we we said goodbye to the mole for for a time. Um, but in those intervening months, certainly the people wouldn't let us forget. Hey. Hey, yeah, you guys got to come back. What are you going to do? We're like, we'd all love to do it. Was the standard answer. We all, we would all love to do it. Everyone wants to do it. There's the show is hard to find in a good way. We're trying to find it. Uh, we're also trying to find the time, but the mole season two is in uh, dire straits on the internet. We'd love to, we'd love to fix that. The uh, big upgrade was when it moved from 10 minute videos to full episode videos. That's where yeah. we were at on uh, yeah. on quality of the mole. I, a year I ago. do have to I do have to give a shout out. I was just to, going to say that yes. behind the scenes hard work was being done in all of this time. Jess. <laughs> all of this time. We had a 9 months of work. Yeah, we had a diehard listener who went into her attic and dug up VHS tapes that were marginally better quality than what we had on the YouTubes. And she ripped them. She learned how to rip things from VHS to digital files, then had these enormous files that we then had to figure out how to get sent to us. I, I literally paid for a Dropbox upgrade so I could store yeah. these files so that we'd have them at the ready when it came time to do Mole Patrol. and. Yeah. The thing that worries me the most, Josh, losing money to do Mole Patrol is really where, where we <laughs> got to. I don't think of it as a loss, Josh. I think yeah. of it as an, as an, investment, an investment in our future. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and here's the thing that really, that really grinds my gears about this. We put in so much work, like poor Annie put in so many hours of ripping yes. this, these files for us and we figured out how to store them. We have literally been talking about when is Mole Patrol coming back? Probably since the day we wrapped Mole Patrol 1. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For at least three months, we've been talking about, well, I think this is the week we're going to launch it. Yes. The week of June. We're yes. all set. We're going to do it. We're very excited. Time is clearing up for people. Yep. Jess, you had like a huge Herculean project that you were working on yep. and like that, that stopped and like, uh, you know, walking dead mode, walking dead on hiatus. Uh, uh, I was, uh, doing my full time, my brief, uh, my brief tenure with a full time job. I was like, ah, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but then that stopped full time podcaster. 
you've missed my voice, then oh, sounds like you're not a part of the post show recaps community. Well, yeah, let wow. me know. I'm not going to do no. the hard sell right now. <laughs> I won't do the hard sell right now, but no, just kidding. No. But, <laughs> if you want, just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, but like time cleared up. Yeah, the thing that kills me is we put in all this work and we've we been texting. figured out. Yeah, we've been texting for months, like figuring we know out the exactly schedule. What we're gonna do, and then Netflix steals our thunder <laughs> harder than any thunder has ever been stolen before. <laughs> it's very interesting. It's really interesting. It's very interesting how this happened because we've had Jan- January, June twenty fourth. June 24th. I have this thing where I can't say January or June without saying the other one first. June 24th, 2021. It has been earmarked. I say earmarked uh, for some time. We've been texting about this for some time. Like, you know what? It's going to be a perfect time to come back that one year anniversary. Uh, You know, we keep being cagey every time anyone's like, where's Mole Patrol? Like, it's coming. Well, we all want to do it. But we, what we were keeping close, like we have a date. And then came the reports. Uh, the Last week, like coming a week, literally one week ago, they didn't give us any advance notice. Like just next and week, I, we're dropping it. And I find this very interesting. I think that uh, Netflix, uh, Netflix has been reading our texts. Netflix uh, has <laughs> access to my Google Calendar. I suppose it's possible that one of us is secretly the CEO of Netflix. Mm, that would be a hell of a mole. Yeah, I scream CEO. That's uh, very <laughs> much my brand. Guys, I have to confess something. Wiggler, I my thought real full-time name isn't, employment. My real name isn't Josh Wiggler. It's Nestor Netflix. I am... The scient of the Netflix throne. It's me, Mr. Nestor Netflix. I'm in charge. No, someone was reading our shit, for sure. And someone was reading our texts, and they knew, and were like, well... That's very interesting. Anyway, we're going to come back. And so here we are. Mole Patrol season two. It's real. It's happening. It's happening so hard that we're just going straight into episode one of season two today. Let me give you some preamble really quickly in case like you got through 10 minutes of this. You're like, <laughs> really quickly, 10 minutes. What in. is going on? Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, mole Patrol podcast. This is where we talk about the mole, a show, uh, a reality show. ABC, I believe. Anderson yes. Cooper, you know that guy. He hosted this reality show in which multiple people are out there trying to figure out which one of them is secretly a traitor. The mole trying to sabotage their efforts to make so much money. Uh, an incredible show. I had never seen it. Zed, Jess, super fans. You guided me through season one in a spoiler-free way, uh, as well as for people who had never encountered the mole before. It's a spoiler-free podcast. That tradition continues. I think it's probably going to be pretty hard to not reference things from season one, uh, especially like some of our like podcast in jokes, like some of that stuff. What I'll say is we've got the podcast. We've got the backlog. You now have easy access to season one of the mole. It's on Netflix right now in the United States. <laughs> If you're not in the U.S., I don't know what to do. Uh, those uh, garbage YouTube. YouTubes are still there, so <laughs> you can track it down. Um, but if you like, if you saw that the mole is on Netflix now, you're like, I'm going to check that out. There's a podcast. I want to be a part of this. Go binge watch season one of the mole really quickly. Get that energy out of you. Go listen to the podcasts that we did. They're hilarious. Gosh, ah, great podcasts. I got to say. 
There's like a dozen of them. You have so much great content waiting for you in a time capsule from June 2020. I think we can like hold the season one spoilers like a week. You know, you got like a week. You got a week. We'll keep it. We'll keep it tight. We'll do references, but we won't do like crazy spoilery type things. I think next week, season one, the mole spoilers are uh, are going to be kosher, Jess. I think that's the rule. I think that could that can work. I, I think I can get through an entire episode without singing that wonderful parody of the plain white tees. Hey there, Delilah, which I feel like <laughs> gives a lot away about season one. And ever since we announced like this was the date, I've been walking around in my head, singing that one in my head. So I can get away with not bringing that out of my head and we could do into it. the podcast for a whole episode next week. I make no promises. I think we could do it for one week. So you've got one week to go and binge the entirety of season one of The Mole if you have not done so already. We will be cool, but there will be no spoilers for season two because I still haven't seen it all this time. I didn't go and I didn't watch it. I didn't check it out. I've learned nothing. I've got all of my Twitter filters up. Please do not at me about The Mole. I'm begging you. Be cool. Maybe you're like, ah, we've this made is my it this chance. far. This is my chance. I I really hate uh, that Nestor Netflix. I'd really love to, really love to ruin his day. Please don't find another way. Don't do it to me here. I've made it this far. Don't at me about the mole. At Zed, at Jess, yeah. at Hard Rock Hope, at Haymaker Hattie. They are your mole friends. If you're into mole spoilers, talk to them. Send an email. Mole Patrol at Rob has a website dot com. That's Mole Patrol at robhasawebsite.com. That's going to go directly to Zed and Jess if you've got any questions, any feedback whatsoever. That's the best channel to send this stuff. Season okay. two, we're going to go through it episode by episode. No spoilers, no outcomes, no nothing. We're going to take it as we, as we go. And it's going to be an incredibly fun ride. We're going, to, we're, going to, we're going to do it. It's happening. It starts now. Weekly. Weekly podcast. We're back, Jess. I have to double down on this, Josh. Please do not spoil the mole season two for josh because i think literally the only thing keeping me going right now generally generally in my life in the world the only thing keeping me going right now is the sheer joy of getting to watch josh experience at least one thing that is coming up and literally since the mole patrol was announced that it was going to be a thing before we even did season one i was like i really want josh to see that thing and Please don't spoil the thing for Josh. We we have to we have to all you're going to ruin that moment for everybody and not just me. Yeah. But I think my heart would break into a thousand tiny pieces if Josh got it ruined for him. And like you think you're clever, you're not as clever as you not think. Clever. You like try and hide the thing. I'm I'm I know I'm yeah. team stupid, but uh, do not hide the thing. There's some TV smarts that I've got. So like you think <laughs> you're going to hide the thing and you're not. So don't even try, please. Please. It is, Please it is literally like the fear of this happening is literally keeping me up at night. It might be oh my, my deepest fear. Um, so don't do that. Uh, but do at Jess and Zed. Uh, and, and that's really the spiel. What this podcast is, we recap the mold in a spoiler free way that like is winking and nodding at the people who've seen the stuff. And it's very fun and it's very stupid. And I've missed it very dearly. Uh, I've I've missed it. Uh, so much has changed, and nothing has changed at all in the in the many months since the Mole Patrol 
left the left the air as a like as a who are we just in case like random people who like object the moles on netflix i wonder if there's a podcast it's like i bet we've got pretty good seo for that would be my bet uh <laughs> would be my bet uh we'll talk about him in a little while uh like that, i'm working working my way back to it zed uh that, that like uh let's just do like a quick round the the table of of who everybody is what you may know us from what you may not know us from but probably should uh just give the the quick little spiel jess why don't you kick us off uh my name's jess i am a podcaster for both the Rob has podcast pusher recaps universe. Of course, my Rob has podcast stuff kind of on permanent yachtus at the moment because we do not know when there will ever be another amazing race. Maybe never hoping eventually uh, amazing race was my jam. And now I also over a post show recaps. I do walking dead with Chappelle and AJ mass. And sometimes also this gentleman here, Josh Wiggler. And those are my main things, but I do lots of other things. Um, yeah, those are my things. And also, one time when I was in college um, and Anderson Cooper was just the anchor on the overnight news show, the overnight news show sent me a lunchbox with Anderson Cooper's face on it, which I still own. Yeah. And you uh, ran an Anderson Cooper fan website. I did. Yeah, yes, burying I did. the lead here. Burying yeah, the lead. I ran famously. the Anderson Cooper fan site. It was yeah. the only one for a number of years until until post mole when it just kind of got to the point where you didn't have to explain for five minutes who Anderson Cooper was. And right. everybody knew. Everybody and knew. I'm the one that made that happen. Like yes. all of this is not possible without my fan site. I'm, I was going to say that part. Yeah. I think that yeah. that's true. Um, Brooklyn said a year ago, you made your RHAP universe debut podcast on, debut. It was man. my first podcast ever. And look at me now. Uh, Zed, that's awesome. Uh, Zed, who has become a very dear friend in my life. Uh, Zed, give the, uh, reveal the resume. You reveal a resume? It's like, this is what I've got. Like, I don't think you really do that. <laughs> Behold! Yeah. Behold my resume. I uh, badgered Josh Wiggler on Twitter about the mole until a podcast appeared. Uh, and he was like, so we're going to do a podcast and you have to be on it. And I was like, oh, okay. It is basically um, what happened. It's basically what happened. I, and Josh I checked Wiggler. in with you at one point and I was like, is it okay if I keep bugging you about this? Like, I'll stop if it's annoying. And you're like, no, nah, it's cool. And now yeah. here we are. Josh Wiggler, what percentage of podcasts you currently record regularly are the result of people badgering you or don't you want that information revealed? Don't no. Um, more than one. It's more than one. It's more than one. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's all of them. It's not all of them. This is most of them though. It's like, uh, it's if, there, if I do 10 podcasts, it's nine out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, but you, yeah, you did. So you, were, you were like, Hey, you got to watch the bowl. It's so dumb. You haven't watched the bowl. Watch the bowl. Watch the bowl. Well, someone was about to spoil you on something on it on another podcast, and they were going to make a reference to something that happened on the mole. And you were like, "Wait, stop! I haven't seen it. I do want to watch it, and I haven't seen it. So please don't spoil me." And I was like, "You have my attention. RHAP yeah. should do a podcast about this." It was like early in quarantine in lockdown in like spring 2020 yep. you know nothing there was no new television nothing was going on um and that became the perfect time for my i just heard you born. say that as like nutellavision no, like the hazelnut spread but like yeah. that that's all you see mm -hmm. 
kind of felt great. that way. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, um, yeah. So we did that. I have made a couple other uh, sporadic appearances on RHAP, but my main home, thanks to Josh, has become Post Show Recaps, uh, where Josh and I podcast about Final Fantasy because you were like, be my friend here, take all my favorite video games and play yes. them. Yes. My favorite video game series of all time because Zed lives close by and I drove over. I was like, take my things, play these games. <laughs> Here are my favorite things in the world. Here is bread that my wife made. Yes. <laughs> play video games with, I said, play video games with me and podcast about them. And you have. And six and months later, we're still, still doing it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's what Zed's up to. Zed also recently of the Pose podcast in the Pose Show Recaps patron feed, which you did with Grace Leader and rotating guests. Really incredible stuff. Yeah. There. Highly, highly, highly recommend that, especially it's Pride Month. We covered the Pride docuseries on FX, uh, which does not contain post spoilers if you're not caught up on the show. Um, and we had a really great conversation with Matt Scott um, of the wrestling wrap up. I highly recommend you go check that out. Um, so definitely do that. Also, those podcasts are all just FYI. They are uh, free and available on the Post Show Recaps Patreon site. So I will just say patreon.com slash post show recaps. You can, you can uh, listen to that stuff free on the website. Uh, I'm Josh Wiggler. I do Post Show Recaps. Uh, you may know me from Survivor podcasts around these parts. Uh, the Wiggle Room, Once Upon a Time. Uh, I'm mostly out of the reality TV game these days. Uh, and yet, like, uh, it's a complicated, prickly relationship with reality television. Uh, and, and for me, uh, I was texting uh, with uh, the legendary uh, podcaster and uh, treasured friend of mine, Antonio Mazzaro, earlier today, uh, who is a new convert to the mole watched all of season one of the mole and binged the mole patrol podcast. Uh, and I just have to give a quick heat J heat J heat J, uh, in, <laughs> in his honor. Uh, but I like, texted him, uh, like the, like the Padme Anakin meme where I was like, as Padme, I was like a reality show from 20 years ago. Can't hurt me. Right. It can't hurt me, right? Uh, so I, I believe that to be the case about the bowl. The bowl is just like extremely my shit. And it was something that I just, for whatever reason, completely missed. It was like my survivor obsessed brain. It was just not something that happened for me. I only had room for one reality show at a time. Never did Big Brother. Finally did uh, the mole 20 some odd years later. Though last season on season one, Jess, there were like those times where I confessed to you. It's like, I remember. I remember the website. I remember images of people. Like, <laughs> I remember. And I'm very pleased to report that having watched the first episode of season two, I, I do not know who any of these people are other than some crackpot theories that I have that I'll unveil as we get into the episode. Like I've got no, no sense memory association with anything, nothing at all, purely flying blind here uh, as, we, as we launch into season two of The Mole. Which I think, like, like we're basically going to do right now. I guess, like, now? you know, now? as far as a now? question that, that I have for both of you before we really do it is, um, season two better than season one? What is there? Is there yes. anything like the, Hundo? Oh, whoa! That, I think that's it, it. I think it is widely regarded, not just by us, but like in general by people who watch a lot of reality television, as one of the best seasons of any reality television show. Yep. 
much better. Like season one is great. Season two is spectacular. And I know there's going to be that faction out there who made the mole kind of their, you know, a, a vital part of their identity at a certain point and they will they will come back to us and say that there's probably a version of the Australian mole or the Dutch mole or something that's way better than this but I don't believe it because I don't think there's very many seasons of television period scripted or reality that get much better than some of the stuff that you're going to see guys I'm already so hyped you don't know we cannot oversell it cannot it's not possible I'm here I'm back like I'm locked in I'm ready like you don't need to do it Oh, man. The anticipation that has been mounting since we started this podcast a year ago for for the moment that we're going to get to two plus months from now, uh, it, it cannot be overstated. So this is really a long cannot. season, it seems like. Yeah, uh, last season, is. there were what? There were 10 people and this season. Yes. There's 14. There's 14. No wonder Anderson quit. He's like, I can't do this. It's too long. Well, I can't be involved with that. Yeah, seven weeks of uh, traveling around Switzerland and Spain. What a rough life. Oh, I have to eat a sandwich and make fun of people. Oh, it's so That sandwich looked like garbage. Anyway, we'll get to the food. (laughs) We will get there. Welcome back to Mole Patrol. This is is just what it is. This is what it's going to continue to be. It's it's food, it's leftist politics, and it's occasionally, you know... Objectifying Anderson Cooper in uncomfortable ways, and then sometimes we also talk about what happened on the show. Yeah, um, I am the uh, resident gourmand of uh, of the Mole Patrol podcast. I got my eye on the beat for all those mean maraschino cherries and shrimp cocktails, and occasional sandwiches with ambiguous gray meats. Uh, so I've definitely I'm I'm keeping up my end of the bargain. My eyes are peeled for food. There's a lot of food. It's a smorgasbord here. In the season two premiere of the mole, but yeah, fourteen people. One of them's the mole. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll do the recap. We're going to talk about episode one like that. This will double as our preview. We're just going to do it, and also at the end we will do games uh, because that's what we do. We do a recap and then we do games. We'll talk about the game stuff when we get to it. Uh, Brooklyn said a year ago. You're just doing your first podcast. You're like, ah, how do I do a podcast? What do we do? Ah, this, this Wiggler is an idiot. Oh my God. I got to compete with that. That's crazy. This idiot. Now, seasoned podcaster, you've hosted shows. You're going to host the recap. You're hosting the yeah. recap for season two of The Mole. It's happening. We're it's doing happening. it. I got a microphone it, and everything. You've got the full shebang. You're ready to roll. Yeah. You're ready to, to walk on um, both of the ropes. The bottom rope and the top rope. With sure. The, with the 130 heartbeats. Yeah, keep, keep my heart my heart rate mm-hmm. steady. Not yes. go too fast or we'll have to stop for yeah. extended periods of time. Yeah, and yes, we don't have do time not, for that. Yeah, do not put so. me on that task because my heart's been racing ever since we picked a date for this. <laughs> Do not. I naturally have a very high pulse, home. so yeah. probably. Be and I'm anxious, uh, so <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, all right. Should we? Should we do it? Should we start? Uh, wait. Do we need to just like cue up the music one more time to just like get super hyped? Because I could do that. Hype Hang enough? On. No, we're pretty hyped, but I think we could always get a little more hyped. Uh, the Mole Patrol theme song, which is uh, playing right now. Yeah, that's happening. 
uh, brought to you by the legend Will from America. Uh, this is the instrumental track. Normally, Will from America's dulcet tones is a uh, raspberry pink lemonade dulcet tones guiding you through. But I, oh, think I thought the, this week was interesting week. You snuck in very, another raspberry is, pink lemonade. <laughs> It's just a very interesting theme song, I think, is sort of my uh, take on the Mole Patrol theme song. Uh, just one of my favorite pieces of music ever, let alone associated with a podcast. Okay, so the instrumental is out. That will uh, that'll guide the way for Zed. Why don't you rock us to to Switzerland? Let's go to uh, to Castle Tarasp. Tarasp? Tarasp, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is where we are going. We are coming back to our love, Anderson Cooper, uh, in the mountains of Switzerland at Castle Terrasp. This is where our 14 players, as we mentioned before, 14 instead of 10 players, uh, are going to meet for the first time. They're all sitting extremely close together, blindfolded, so which close. feels like a very uncomfortable experience to me. I don't want to be blindfolded and like with my knees touching somebody else. It's too close. That, and you know what else? To, like to like sledgehammer the fourth wall a little bit here, just in terms of like how like like just these people have seen each other. They know who everybody is. Like yeah. they've been through casting. They flew here. Like they shared like, you know, probably cars and stuff. I bet they're like, don't talk to anyone. Uh, but they probably like even mildly talk to each other would be my bet. Uh, and now like just for the fiction, they're putting them in blindfolds and making their knees graze enough. Well, it's like, I, I would still be curious in that situation. They put a blindfold on me and lead me and sit me in a chair. It's like, whose knees am I touching in that moment? Mm, like, do I yeah. feel comfortable with these knees? Do these knees have like, do they have a moly feel? I'm going to be, I'm going to be like multi-sensorially trying to interpret my environment at that point. Zed, would you, with your knee, be trying to feel the other knee for nope. tells? Nope. No. My knees mm. are, are locked and touching only each other. Uh, <laughs> staying as far away from other knees as possible. Yeah, yeah. I have short legs, so I have do to too. I think I'd be, be okay. looking pretty hard yeah. to find my knees. Right. I think right. my legs are like as long as both of yours put together. So yeah. I really can't help it. You're in trouble, Jess. Next to me, my knees are on your knees. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Yes, yes, but they're all blindfolded. They're just yeah. like, hey, well, we all know who we each other are. Basically, like, why are we doing this? Right. So 30 seconds later, they're going to start their first game, which is a test of how accurate your first impressions of each other are. Uh, and they pick people based on their professions that they somehow instantaneously know, despite never having seen or spoken to each other before. Well, did, they think- get to, did they get to sit in on the whole thing where they're introducing the contestants one by one? Did they yeah. watch that reel? They got to watch the reel. I'm pretty the sure it, credits. it does. It does seem like um, they are going to uh, make a lot of these choices based specifically on appearances alone. And maybe they have some time to to converse. Uh, but for the most part, it, it seems like a lot of this is just going to be like surface judgment. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. 
your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We should probably talk about the real. Uh, because there is a real here. We are like spared uh, the season one. Everybody walking like by like the crossroads in the <laughs> middle of the desert. In the desert. <laughs> uh, in the Mojave. Yeah. Like everybody, we just like get like the real of of who everybody yes. is. Very quickly, I had to pause uh, in between every single one to, write, them all to write out their, their names and their ages and we get their uh, occupations and where they are from. Um, so if we want to go through, you want to go through them now before, or we want to go through them as we meet them? I think, uh, I think let's do it quick. Let's like, get, okay. I think, it's, I think we should like, uh, start like, let's just like assemble our cast of characters real quick. Some glommed on better than others. Uh, <laughs> we begin, Big well, who Al. Made, who made right? an impression on you? Yeah. Uh, Big Al is where we begin. A distribution manager from, is he from Seldom, New York? Seldon. I've seldom heard of such a place. Uh-uh. Yeah, but you can kind of guess where it is based on uh, what He's he kind of sounds fan. like. Yes. Also, he is a Mets fan. How is he not from anywhere other than Long Island? Yeah. It's, uh-huh. yeah. He's like if Long Island was a person. He's going to have a line later on. Mm -hmm. I work with big heights all the time. You got to be kidding me here. Uh, (laughs) Wrote that down. Very quick, quick pulse uh, for for Al. Up next, maybe didn't make like a huge impression on me yet, but a breakout is uh, from from Pennacook, New Hampshire, 25 year old Spanish teacher, Katie. Holy not pictures, not pictures. Mm-hmm. Katie, aka Holy Schnikes, <laughs> aka Keeper of the Cow. Is it too soon? Perhaps. Perhaps. R.P. Katie <sighs> stuffed cow. Uh, we'll get there. Katie, uh, breakout. Uh, breakout <laughs> of this episode. I love Katie. Big fan. Um, 26 year old nurse. Allie from Chicago, kind of quiet premiere. I feel like, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, we don't see a whole lot from her in this episode. Not a ton of big vibes from Allie. Um, tons of vibes from Bill, fifty-eight-year-old Rear Admiral, aka Surgeon <laughs> Bill from Oak Harbor, Washington. Charlie, 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 is that you? No, Charlie, did you just change your? Di- no, I didn't. Charlie, are you undercover? No, it's Bill. I'm Bill. 
I'm Bill. Charlie I'm a is totally a little different bit split person. himself into two people on this cast between t- Bill and Patrick. Who I'm a totally to in a minute. different Patrick. human being. No, Patrick's energy no. is crazy, but yeah. No, I'm, I'm Bill. I swear. Me. <laughs> Retired rear admiral slash surgeon. Uh, he is a doctor. He was Bill, an admiral, and now he's a doctor. Time to do both things. I don't know. Busy I, uh, man. A quick study. Uh, uh, next to him is uh, Mira, the 46. Myra. Myra, Myra, the 40. I don't know why it doesn't matter. It's Bernadette undercover as well. She's here <laughs> oh with me. Oh my god, it's Bernadette. Josh Wigler, you're out undercover. of control. <laughs> uh, Myra, 46 year old pilot. Yeah. Uh, who is going to have an, an unbelievable moment later on in this premiere. I'm very excited about. I uh, have a new tactic for the next time my heart rate spikes. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't uh, know if you'll either calm down or you'll faint. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I do it too much. Yeah, yeah. If I do it too much. I'll be in big trouble. Uh, Dorothy, 24-year-old musician from New York. Uh, mm-hmm. Keep an eye out. See if I run into Dorothy out here on these mean streets. Um, uh, based why do on I, Twitter, it looks like she has moved I, to London. Can we mm. talk about Dorothy's Twitter handle? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Dorothy's Twitter handle is Dorothy. She got it. Yeah, she got the original Dorothy. <laughs> she is. She is the original Dorothy. Hell yeah, that's great. Good for you, Dorothy. It's, it's early, so adopter, early adopter. Early uh, adopter. This. Next person I have double strike through in my notes. I don't know why Bob. Hmm. Oh, Bob. Uh, I don't know why I struck uh, did a strike through. Anyway, we'll get there. I guess. Uh, uh, Bribs. Bribs. Yeah. Bribs. A twenty-three-year-old ski instructor named Bribs. <laughs> yep. Folks, <laughs> I am officially presenting my pick for the mole. Bribs. Ooh, is ah, okay. That's your pick. First pick. First pick. This always evolves. You gotta it can give me change some time. Every week. Yeah. You, you, you gotta give you gotta give me some time, but first pick bribs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is it just because of the name, Josh? Bribs. Yeah, well, it's like uh who I was thinking like, what does a mole love? A mole loves bribes. <laughs> the mole is bribs. His last That's name kind of is like Bribiesca or Bribiesca or something yeah. to that effect, which is where his his yeah. nickname name comes from. Yeah. yeah, and his first name is Mole, and I'm on the hunt. Mm. Bribs. It does start with an M. Bribs. Mm-hmm. I That's love it. Suspicious. Bribs. Very suspicious. <laughs> yep. I just imagine he's from Austin, Texas. Someone asking him, "Hey, what's your favorite food?" He's got a mouthful of ribs. He goes, "Bribs, bribs, <laughs> bribs, bribs." <laughs> What an incredible name. Bribs. <laughs> I gleaned no personality traits from Bribs. <laughs> can, can I? <laughs> it's can I way too about- early in the podcast. <laughs> no, it's actually oh, quite man. late as we're recording this podcast. I want to talk about a behind the scenes thing that I learned on Wikipedia that is very, I, I this gives away nothing, but there's a point where they get like mole luggage with their names on it like they did last season. And Apparently, the one for Bribs said Michael on it, and they ended up having to put tape over it and write Bribs. Bribs. 
ribs. Yeah. When they <laughs> burned his luggage, everybody's like, my ribs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, ribs, 23 year old ski instructor, Austin, Texas, Wiggler's pick for the mole. Ribs. Um, then there's Darwin. Uh, Darwin with some hot takes in this episode, I feel like. 30 year old attorney from New York. Uh, yep. There is Patrick. I'm Patrick. Is that also Charlie? I thought that you were Bill. Kinda. I'm not Bill, but yeah. you're Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, yeah, it does feel like Charlie Jean spliced himself. Uh, Charlie undercover uh, police officer Charlie from season one. Uh, a star of Mole Patrol season one. I saw Bill and Patrick. I was like, uh, at the screen. <laughs> They're trying to capture the same lightning in a bottle, Josh. I think you can look at this cast and say this is who they're trying to bring back from last yeah. season. Hundred percent. Who and doesn't have- want Charlie on every season of reality television I mean, now until what happens if what happens if the Charlie gets eliminated? We need to have a backup. We're gonna need Charlie. another Charlie. <laughs> backup yeah. Charlie. Yeah, and the only person I trust Charlie. Backup, backup Charlie. Yeah. yeah. So Charlie is an undercover as two people. <laughs> He's running around like like the, keep them all blindfolded so they can only see me from one angle. They'll see me as Bill, and then you blindfold them, you turn them around, and I'm Patrick. Except it's Patrick genius. is like Patrick is like um, hippie dad Ed, Ed Bagley Jr. energy. Yes, like Ed Bagley yes. Jr. is exactly where I was going as well. Thank like you. Like you go to your friend's house, and their weird hippie dad starts like <laughs> indoctrinating you yes. at the sleepover, and you're like, yes. "Wow, you know, you're right. We should normalize relations with Cuba." And it's yes. great. I love that guy. <laughs> yes, yes, a hundred percent. It's very it's correct. Very it's specific. <laughs> yes, he is Charlie's brother. Uh, it's like, mm-hmm. I disavow everything that that man <laughs> Thanksgiving uh, is real awkward in that house. Very uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, Thanksgiving coming next on Community. Sorry, different podcast. Um, Heather, 25 PR account supervisor. If we're doing like the analogs, they're going for Catherine again. Uh, is kind of what it feels like here. Uh, she's going to be very upset by the end of the episode. She's going to be fueled by rage uh, going into episode two based on the events of episode mm-hmm. one here. Uh, Ilavia, uh, I believe, mm-hmm. who also has a, a very big uh, decision to make uh, in this episode. Sales rep from New Jersey. Lisa, who didn't really have anything to do in this episode, and yet I love to My talk about My favorite job combination. How? Unbelievable. I feel like being a U.S. attorney is a lot of work. When do you have time? It's a whole job. It's a whole several jobs, I feel and like. Why do you She's need the AUSA? She's the AUSA and a beer vendor. Hell yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Comiskey Park before it became U.S. Cellular Field where uh, the White Sox play on the south side of Chicago. That was the beer vendor? Uh, mm-hmm. She's a Comiskey Park beer vendor. Huh. It says the whole thing in her in her lower third. Um, and then we round out the cast with, uh, Jess, this was wild, a super Saiyan, uh, here, uh, on the mole. Uh, we've got, I have that in my notes. Yeah. I Uh, I was not the one that had that in my, you know, I was the one that had my notes. I would have expected it from Zed, but it was me. (laughs) We've got, we've got Rob, uh, not Sestronino. I would have loved to have seen Rob on the mall. I would have loved to have seen Rob on the mall. 
Um, so I guess this will have to do this Rob, uh, this Rob, uh, who is a magician slash videographer. Those two things, uh, they tra- that tracks event related. Uh, yeah. That's you know. a job combo that makes sense. Yes. Doing the two things at once, unless you're like, I don't know. I'm trying to think, think of how AUSA and beer vendor combines. Not naturally. Not unless she's practicing law at, at the ball field. I yeah. don't see it. Uh, but Rob is our final cast member, magician slash videographer of Rochester Hills, Michigan. Those are your 14 candidates for the mole. One of them is it's Bribs. This is my pick. I choose Bribs. Um, all right. So those, those are the cast members. We will get to know them much more over the course of not just this podcast, but the podcasts to come uh, that they pick Most two leaders means. from this crew. So what happens next? Yeah. So we want two natural born leaders. So naturally born that you can assess that off of just looking at them. And they pick Bill and Darwin. Bill Bill's the hand shoots the up. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. And Darwin, the attorney, uh, they're going to make good choices. That's what yeah. everybody thinks. Um, they're given the instructions to go pack their bags for cold weather. Uh, this was filmed in June and July, but they're in the mountains, so it's cold. Are they going to um, be in Switzerland the whole time? They will go to Italy eventually, but it's okay. just Switzerland and Italy are their uh, two country locations. So cool, by the way. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can you Traveling. imagine? Oh, my God. A luxury. In other still, countries. <laughs> still a luxury. So, again, yeah. some things have changed since last time we all met. Some things are still in works. We're still working yeah. on them. Manhattan felt pretty exotic uh, a year ago. Yes. And and now we have all left the city. Yes. And Jess has come back to the city. I've That's come back right. To the city. And yeah. now I, I don't go below 125th Street. Yeah. <laughs> That's wise. Um, so the players are packing their bags. The leaders are assessing the other players for outdoor skills. They don't really know what they're picking people for yet, but they're just trying to get a general sense of people's abilities before they make the decisions. Um, Darwin wisely says you can't really tell by looking at someone who is athletic and who's not. And as someone who is short but fairly strong, I appreciate that sentiment. Yeah, um, you could probably tell I'm unathletic by looking at me. I do think like you'd get it. I mean, I think that maybe happens to be the case, but I think there could be other people that look like you that are athletic. You never know. Also, you do this at your own peril. I'm not bad at tennis. Decent tennis player. So I've heard. Yeah, decent tennis player. Yeah, so exactly. Just proving Uh, Darwin's point. uh, Uh, So we have 12 players competing because we have our two leaders who are not uh, participating beyond the selection. Uh, And we have three games. There is the bike crossbow biathlon, a classic. Incredible. Yep. <laughs> uh, so Pretty three standard. people will do that. Um, we have four people doing the pulse rope walk, which is about physical and mental control. Uh, and then the and then five players will do the swing for your life, as it is called, which is for the brave players. Right. Uh, the twist is that the leaders have to choose. Uh, one challenge to be worth $40,000, one challenge to be worth $20,000, and one which is worth no money. Uh, even if everyone completes the task within the given amount of time, they will earn no money for doing so. Yeah. Uh, and so we begin with the bike crossbow biathlon of athleticism and accuracy. 
I, Bob, I would wonder Bribs and Rob. Yes. Uh, Bribs. Bribs. Uh, I, I would wonder, Jess, like, first of all, which one would you want to do? And secondly, which one would would you bet on to to not be passed by these people? Like, would you have made the, uh, they're going to bet on uh, the the swing for life. They're going to say like, nope. Uh, did they make would would you have made the same call slash which one would you have wanted to sign up for? I feel like the swing for life is the easiest one to wuss out of. So yes, that's agreed. probably what I would have bet on because I know there's always that one person because I also know and maybe this is just like 20 years of watching reality TV. I also know that there's going to be that one person in every cast who's like, oh, I don't think I can do it. I'm so scared. Cut to commercial. I'm so scared. I don't know if I can do it. And Sam. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so craven. Yeah, I, they they cast they ca- they cast DJ Sammy Slayer in every season of every reality show. And Anderson, I don't cast. think I can do it. And Anderson's like, he's got a comment, but his mouth is full of sandwich, so you really mm-hmm. don't know what he said. And Anderson's like, Sam, you walk the wall. You're at Castle Black all the time, but I can't. Mm-hmm. I always but get I don't nervous. jump off of it. I get nervous on the elevator. Just stay up there. That rudimentary lift that I take to get up there. I don't like it. Aren't you glad you got to bring back DJ Sammy Slayer? Just busting out all the classics tonight, folks. We're back. Mole Patrol. Should I play the music again? No. <laughs> oh my god, it's going to be a six-hour podcast. Oh. Is uh, it, would, you, would you want to do the ropes? You're a climber. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, shooting a crossbow is not especially difficult. That thing had a sight on it. Like, they all did it within two tries. Nobody had to go back up or down the hill again. Because that is the, uh, that's the trick here, is you have these three players, Bob, Bribs, Bribs, and Rob. uh, And collectively, in half an hour, they have to go down a hill, grab two arrows, only two, and then bike back up the very steep hill. And then shoot the arrows with a crossbow into a target. And if if neither of those arrows hit the bullseye, they have to do it again until they succeed. Um, and ideally, all three of them will accomplish that within 30 minutes. Uh, as they're making these assignments, Anderson helpfully says, just keep in mind, you may be putting the mole in one of these events uh, in case they forgot that there's a mole on the Bill's mole. like, I remember. I mean, I know. <laughs> Uh, so Bob goes first he takes some time to catch his breath which people think is suspicious I would like the people who think that's suspicious to bike a hill ever Brooklyn is not flat I would like everyone to know I biked some hills in Brooklyn this year and it's difficult Um, and they are not you know Swiss hills this person needs to breathe they're the ball that's a help dude it's an alp. A, that is a whole ass alp. <laughs> it is. And, and I is think he alp. still gets back up within like three or five minutes. Like it doesn't yeah. take a super long time. Uh, and he makes, he gets the bullseye with the second arrow. Bribs also makes it on his second arrow. Rob struggles. He's got a hard time coming up this hill. He's like walking with the bike. He's about to collapse. I um, believe uh, Darwin says, mm, looks like strategery to me. <laughs> strategery. This walking up a hill with a bike. Yes. Um, but then he shoots that bullseye on the first try because again, you got a crossbow with a sight on it. It's not that hard. It looked pretty satisfying though because like he yeah. definitely like, I feel like 
I feel like Rob could sense the hater aid being poured upon himself. him. They just like yeah. lift. He's like clunk. Yeah. Uh. In one. Yeah. So now we go to the pulse rope walk. Uh, sort of like a ropes course that you might do in a team building exercise where they've stretched out some ropes between a couple of trees and you've got to walk across the rope while keeping your, the key is to keep your heart rate below 130 beats per minute. You're wearing a heart monitor. I'm out. Yeah, you're out. <laughs> yeah. I, so it's not even necessarily like the fear of heights. I have like no coordination. Like my coordination's really bad. I've got weak ankles. Uh, like I don't <laughs> think I would do well here. I think I would do poorly. And then I think like the stress and like Big Al can say he wasn't getting stressed out, but he was getting nervous. Uh, yeah. like, like it's a lot I, of pressure. I would be a mess. And then like, you have to stay on the rope like while like you're like your heart pressure like goes yeah, now it's just getting worse because you're getting more I, stressed out it's like i have to like hang on to it. like yeah no way i mean like everyone have been like that's the mole like no i'm just doing really poorly here <laughs> it picked the wrong one for me i swear to god it's not me uh yeah, yeah well, you, you know how you know how the moles like the they Apparently, the best strategy of trying to win the mole is to make people think you are the mole. And I really feel like, I, I don't know, Zed, you might be the best of all of us here, but I really feel like Josh and I just go out there and we don't even have to do anything to make people think we are the mole. We're <laughs> yeah. just kind of F up on our own time and people are like, mole. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's don't you. make me do any running or you'll think that I am doing my strategery because I have asthma and can't breathe. <laughs> yeah. um, Heather has no problem. Al says she's as cool as the other side of a pillow. <laughs> uh, what an incredible turn of phrase. I'd never heard that before. Yeah. Oh, there was a there's a family guy bit about that one time where they flipped the pillow over and it's Lando Calrissian because the pillow is so cool. Oh, that's dope. He is, <laughs> he is so cool. So that makes sense. That yep. tracks. Um, Myra doesn't love heights despite being a pilot, uh, but she gets across no problem. Yeah, fake Some, Charlie um, thinks like it says that's like she's a pilot, she's gonna be able Charlie. to do this. Yeah, fake Charlie is like she's gonna do it. She's gonna, yet, she's nobody, no problem. Nobody's yelling at these people to heche. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Uh, I have I have it in my notes. I was like, this shouldn't be a problem for Myra. She's my wife. I know her well. I'm sorry, she's the burn it down. I blew your cover. Uh, undercover Charlie. Undercover Charlie um, and undercover Bernadette. Yeah. Uh, Lisa is a lawyer, so she should be cool under pressure, is the assumption. That's how this works. Yeah. Um, and then Al, who is up uh, on high things all the time at his job as a distribution manager. You gotta be kidding uh, me here. Yeah. Cannot keep his heart rate. He's he's up above 130 beats per minute before he's even up on the rope. He's like climbing the ladder to get up there. It's his uh, resting pulse rate is 156. <laughs> this guy, like a baby, yeah. it's like a baby heart. Yeah, a baby heart. Um, oh. Baby heart is an incredible name for something. Does that exist yet? Let's hold on. Like a band. I think yeah, you're just going to get a lot of pictures of very tiny hearts. Oh, uh, gosh. Oh, no. Oh, be yes, careful. I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm out. Yeah, don't, don't do it, man. Yeah, it could go but, somewhere bad very quickly. Yeah, yeah. I'll, um, just, I'll just explain that babies' hearts beat much faster than grown-up hearts. Because they're so small. Because yeah. they're yeah. so small. And the baby... They so hard. Yeah. Needs that blood. It's got a lot of work to do. Of course. Yeah. And so here's Big Al. Uh, yeah. who's, who's He's got, got a baby a heart. Baby heart. And he's, like, freaking out up here. He's like, what the hell, man? 
He's like, this thing's, uh, there's shenanigans. He's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. He's like, yeah, I think there's some, sh- you know, sh- shenanigans happening. Foul play. Somebody fixed foot. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and everybody's like, I mean, he can't fake his heart rate. As, as, like, suspicious, as suspicious as it feels that he's like got to stop before he even gets up there. How do you fake your heart rate? This and would be uh, like fourth dimensional mole chest. Right. Like before you climbed up the ladder, he like ran behind a tree like, and jogged in place. Well, with with ice water through her veins, Myra calmly walks up and goes, here's what you should do to control your heart rate, <laughs> said the mole. Um, massage your carotid artery. Uh, don't do it too much because you might faint it's like okay so like where are the bodies Myra this is my oh, question boy. Like, what, where are the ultimate mole move to tell someone yeah. to massage their carotid artery when all it so does is make you faint out. Yeah. yeah where are the bodies yeah, all, all you gotta do to lower your heart rate is to just choke yourself a little bit until you run out of air yeah <laughs> until you run out of air yeah, um, yeah. Your, so, uh, j- just jump just jump out but, but yeah <laughs> just dark yeah um, um so we have an hour for these four people to accomplish this task the three women went across in 13 minutes total uh we have 47 minutes remaining when al starts um and because he's going last he has to do the rope that they all did and then he has to do a higher rope i think effectively the one that you're hanging on to when you go across the bottom rope now he has to walk across that one also um but it takes eight minutes before he even gets up on the rope uh, and more time passes and we're down to 16 minutes. So over half an hour has passed and he's still on the bottom rope. Uh, after 32 minutes, he does the big one, but he makes it across with just a few minutes to spare. Yeah, you gotta be kidding me here. Um, this is where I think, you know, one of the classic things from uh, the mole is at the end of every episode, they like and we love this. The cards up nature of the mole. Like, here's what we fudged, mm-hmm. right? Like, here's here's what was done. Gameplay and some game elements were edited for time. Yeah. The outcome and was so, not affected. And some <laughs> game elements not affecting the outcome have been edited for time. And so, like, mm-hmm. I, I like there was the, before that, I was like, are they just like uh, yanking our chains with how much time it took Big Al to get across here? But like, I feel like. <laughs> It seems like it, based on like their their declaration, probably on the level. This isn't like gameplay yeah. elements that needs to yeah. be taken out. I mean, how much of uh, how much do we need to watch him stand there not moving? You know, they're not going to spend done, half the episode on that. I'd lo- I would love like a bonus scene of just Al on the ropes. <laughs> be like, nah, Al's game. Yeah. As Anderson will eventually Al's event. Oh yeah, um, Anderson's so clever. Or as I like to call it, Al's event. Al's event. <laughs> Very uh, good, Andy Coop. So mean. Yeah. So we don't know yet uh, how much money these events are worth because we still have to do the swing for life, which is like a pretty straightforward, like bungee jump off of a high thing, swing off a bridge situation. Uh, a classic, amazing race type uh, challenge. Um, Allie does it, no problem. Katie is freaking out a little bit, but as she, her her final words, if she is about to go to her death, are "Tell Michael J. Fox I love him." Mine are close. Uh, uh, mine are "Tell Michael J. Clark I love him." Oh, uh, shout out to MJC. I don't yeah. need to tell him; he already knows. Yeah, <laughs> the joke was it should have been a swerve because my wife is Emily Fox, so it should have mm-hmm. been. 
Mm. I yeah, I, I, I get how you subverted our expectations. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we see Patrick offering to hold her rosary and then tells her to tie it to her shoelace. I clocked Innovative. that. I'm shenanigans. I caught shenanigans there. Patrick, undercover Charlie too. Uh, I don't know what he's got going on here, but I kept expecting that the rosary would just be missing uh, from when she uh, when she does eventually go. I thought she'd come back. She's like, my rosary's gone. Patrick took it! Uh, and then she pushes him over, but it doesn't happen that way. Um, but it's this Chekhov's rosary. I'm wondering. Mm-hmm. This is Locking. the, the, uh, the debut it. of Holy Schnikes, uh, which we will get again sometime yeah. in the future. Classic Tommy Boy, Chris Farley. Uh, this is a classic uh, big Tom Callan. Holy shnikes! Uh, so we're still yeah. we're still close enough, I think. Holy shnikes is still happening. I think holy shnikes doesn't happen nearly enough anymore. It's a real shame. It's, it's really of an era. I think I don't know if you, you also clocked the, uh, the mention of strategery early in Yes, the of course. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Lockbox. Uh, Dorothy jumps off no problem Patrick yells Geronimo Geronimo! jumps off with Gusto he's having a great time everybody's laughing (laughs) Gusto Um, it's it's totally it's an invasive species that joke Um, (laughs) I'm I'm coming for you Grace why did you bring this on us it is entirely Grace Leader's fault Um, so we've made it through four of our five jumpers and they have all accomplished their task and so now things get interesting as they are wont to do at the end of a challenge I do think uh, we have bypassed Anderson Cooper just eating like a filet of fish (laughs) there is this one point where they're uh, by the bridge uh, the swing for life or we could call it the swing for death, whichever you prefer. Which, like, why are you, like, trying to do that right now? He's it's having too, a blast. He's just having late, the time of his life or death. for a rebrand. But, yeah, then he's just, like, watching, like, it looks pretty scary. He says to everybody, in between, like, mouthfuls of filet of fish. It's so funny. It's, yeah. He's really trying to recreate oh, the baguette gosh. moment. And yeah. I don't know if it's successful. I feel like He's trying to make that his brand. The baguette? In so in the I guess we said we wouldn't spoil season one of Listen. in season one of well, first of all, there's a guy named Charlie. Second of all, there is a scene in which in Paris uh uh he's just eating a baguette. Uh and it's iconic. I you can't really describe it to people. It's something you kind of have to experience. It's, it's really classy, too, is part of why it's so funny. Yeah, I don't like feel leaning like leaning nonchalantly against a wall, just eating, eating like a baguette a while loaf. players are like yeah. frantically running around trying to accomplish impossible tasks. I do eating not feel loaf. like I don't I do not feel like describing the scene to anybody spoils anything about it because nope, it can't do it justice. Yeah, you just you, have to go watch it yeah. for yourself. You know, a mouthful of filet of fish doesn't quite do it. Mm. What could it's he have been eating energy. instead? But it's so funny Another to me because baguette. he's like, hmm, this seems pretty scary. Well, he's got like a mouthful of food and not a care of the and world. And he's also, he's yeah. spraying crumbs while he does it. Like the food is <laughs> like, uh, uh, uh. he should be, he should have like a little, a little like box of Swiss chocolates and he should be popping them into his mouth nonchalantly. If yeah, yeah. It's more like a, like and a like, sausage, egg and cheese from the street. Cart. Yeah. Are we? <laughs> are we? Are we, are we food. 
Are we talking about like one of those like little tiny chocolates that like you pop and it's like oozy chocolate? Is that what yeah. you should be popping right like, now? He yeah. needs a fancy box of like artisanal truffles because they are in Switzerland and that's what you eat yeah, in Switzerland. Like, needs a hot, a hot cocoa. Right? Like a he doesn't need to like visit the entire line at Move and Pick before this starts. Yeah. He's got to, you know, he's got to have like something small and subtle. He could I be like sipping. Could, yeah. I could smell the sandwich. I didn't like what I smelled. <laughs> It's it's not good. It, it didn't even look like it looked like he picked it up at McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not it's not, not quite the uh, the gourmet street food that you there's, get. There's no France. elan when it comes to a floppy sandwich. No, it yeah. doesn't look great. Doesn't look great. No. Um, uh, all right, he's gonna try and cut a deal here. There is. He's yes. like, hey, psst, come here. I want to talk to you about a thing. Yeah, so we're coming in hot with the exemptions this season. Uh, right here in the it. first episode, Anderson offers Olavia an exemption. Uh, if she chooses not to jump, which will potentially cost the team money, we don't know, um, then she will get an exemption and move on to the next round. And she debates, and we go to commercial, except there are no commercials because it's on Netflix. Beautiful. Uh, and we come so back she and debate, she takes though? the exemption. No, <laughs> she doesn't because really, honestly, right? as yeah. we discussed, this is the, the one that it's most logical to not put money on anyway. Yeah. Uh, and, and think if she didn't take it and she jumped for what? For literally no money. Yeah. She would have jumped and they would have accomplished their task and won zero dollars for doing it. But she it. doesn't know that. But the she only person know. who wouldn't do that is the mole. <sighs> I don't know. See, my instinct was like, don't jump. Uh, you have to jump. Like, you can't. It's too early. This is the first one. Uh, like, you're gonna like you're just building your relationships with all these people, and you are going to even like you're going to say to the to the other thirteen people, my intuition that this is the one you didn't bet on supersedes all. Like that intuition over like. Uh, the well, fact that yeah. that Allie and Patrick and Dorothy and Katie that you all jumped, I shall bet uh, our our collective pot on the fact that this is the one they didn't bet on, so that I can be safe tonight. Is like I don't I don't know. Like I feel like as you're trying to have like something of like functional relationships with people moving forward, like it is like it's a dicey thing to do, and she has definitely at least drawn a lot of attention. Uh, yeah. because of this, like the other thing too is that like she's like I'll go last, uh, and everyone's like that felt calculated. Right, that they felt get true. to choose their own order, jumping order once they're selected for the challenge, and she uh, outright says I want to go last. So I don't know. It's not a, I like I get both of your arguments for it. Like I think it it does make a lot of sense, but I think that there's also then like the social component of like yeah, you're not voting people out in this game, but like you do have to like build some measure of trust with people I think mm -hmm. yeah I think that's true uh, and I do think I would personally probably just feel guilty if like four other people did it and then I was like no I'm going to be the one to not do it I, I don't know if I could like emotionally stomach that decision as difficult Jeez. as jumping off a thing also <laughs> She does it, like Jess, that. and when like she reveals it, she's like, so Anderson offered me exemption if I don't jump, and I took it. Everyone looks at her, and they're like, wow. She's like, yeah, that was the right thing to do for me. They're like, cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know that there's any good answer to that. No. Like, as soon as, as soon as you get to Anderson offered me exemption, everybody's like, mole. They're doing yeah. like the, you know, uh, the uh, pod yeah. people thing, invasion of the body snatchers, pointing out 
and Red Savage. Molly, Molly, Molly. Yeah. 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 For sure. Uh, there is the great moment before they cut to commercials that were like, she just looks directly at the camera. Yeah. Or like where Anderson's like, Do you understand what I'm offering? And she goes, Oh, I completely understand. And then she just like Michael Scott's us. Yeah, she just yes. like stares directly at us. It's pretty funny. Yep. Very great. Guess it doesn't um, matter. She was right. They didn't bet on this one. Yeah, she ultimately like you know, results oriented thinking made the right strategic decision in this moment where she did not cost the team any money and she guaranteed herself safety for this round. So like it it works out okay. Uh it certainly would have had repercussions if she had cost them money. Um but they wagered forty thousand on the bike biathlon crossbow biking, uh as you do. And twenty thousand for the pulse rope walk, or Anderson's, <laughs> or as I like to call it, Al's Al's event. event. <laughs> um, so, like, we're already so seeing how playful he is with the the players here. Like, he's just very in his element. It's it's already well established. He's like ready to go and give them he, a hard time. He's like, I know it's my last season. Let's just do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so now. We go to one of our favorite lines of the episode. Welcome to my mountain hut. Welcome to my mountain <laughs> hut. Uh, we cut to like it's nighttime. By the way, one of the advantages uh, of this being on Netflix, in addition to like not having the VCR lines, uh, is that you can put on captions. Uh, and uh, the music captions are especially delightful. This it goes exciting music. <laughs> it uh, does. The funnier one to me is that like the typical like background theme that you hear the like da na na is which is definitively like suspenseful. Music. Yeah, it's yeah. called calming. Music. calming I was like, there's nothing music. calming about. This. Yes, Al's. <laughs> Al's pulse just shot up every time that music went on. Yeah, yeah. it's like, shit, turn yeah. it off! Uh, <laughs> exciting music at nighttime as the crew rolls up to a mountain hut and Anderson Cooper comes pouring out of the mountain hut and with his arms outstretched, he says to the group in front of the mountain hut, welcome to my mountain hut. <laughs> Which Iconic will be your mountain hut. Yeah, epic. Yeah. So I feel like Welcome to my mountain hut. The more that Anderson runs out of F's, throughout the evolution of the season, the more he starts claiming random things as it's his that cannot in any way belong one. to him. It's the first episode! <laughs> there are some moments in this one where he already doesn't yeah. give a shit and we've got yeah, these. Yeah. It, it, he's, he goes, it, it is it is downhill from here, Josh Wiggler. In the best my, way. My goodness. In the best <laughs> possible way. Welcome to my mountain hut. My mountain hut is called yeah. Mole Patrol. It's this podcast. Welcome. Tonight it's Anderson your Anderson loves hut. a domicile. Oh my god. Who doesn't though? He, do he does. I, I mean, this one is a lot of fun. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's a fun hut. Yeah. Um. Alright, and so here in the mountain hut, his mountain hut, that will be their mountain hut, he gives everyone their journals to take their notes in and share information. Uh, so we see them all asking each other questions. Bob is very proud of himself. He's like, oh, I hung back so I could grill Olavia. Like, uh, is this like so, very sleazy, creepy vibe that I do. He's like, I'm going to catch her. Like, I'm going to yeah. get it. What's your favorite color, Olavia? Red. 
Red. Red. <laughs> As if that's not yeah. like one of like the top answers that people give to that yeah. question. It's like red. You know, she, really? she didn't say chartreuse. Yeah. I was really expecting maroon. Yeah. Uh, so he's very pleased with himself. We see yeah. Katie and Heather form a coalition. Remember, we call them coalitions on this yes. show. A secret coalition. And so they are, they are uh, a famous coalition from season one. I guess this is a light adjacent spoiler. But we're not telling you who. Uh, and like, at least like, you know, we're being, I think, like a little more like cards up in terms of the content of the story. I, I appreciate this in, in whatever form this ends up mattering. Right. Like, I'm glad that like this is just like here what i'm less glad about is like what is this on the table next to them did you you, uh did you both clock this did either of you clock this no what are you talking about so they're talking about how like okay so yeah i'm 99 sure you're fine you're fine nicolavia seems uh shady prime suspect Okay, it's like I had a red flag in my brain about her. She wanted to go last. A lot of people would be like, ooh, red. That's my favorite color flag. Uh, but like while all that's going on, they're at this like picnic table outside and there's like wrapped up in like like a bouquet. It appears to be just like this raw red meat on wooden skewers. Like a dozen skewers with raw red meat like bundled together like roses. Gross. What is this? Is that it's what this is? Beautiful. Or is this like the low fi, low eight? It's not HD. Like, is, am I, does anyone, did anyone see this? I mean, was it just thing. in my cut? The beautiful <laughs> thing is now that we have it on Netflix, we should be able to pull some decent screenshots. Someone yeah. please take a look and let us know because, like, it looked weird. It looked really weird. It looked so weird and strange. What is it? Are you from Switzerland? Can you tell us? Email us. Molepatrol at ronazowebsite.com Unless they were flowers, but then why were they all like skewered? There was like a skewer that goes all the way through it. Maybe they were murder flowers. They could be garlands. Too soon. Um, (laughs) I don't know what they were. Anyway, that's that's happening. Uh, Yeah, so Katie and Heather have formed their coalition. They're both somewhat suspicious of Alavia. Everybody's pretty suspicious of Alavia at this point. Yeah. Um, I guess because she went last, chose to go last, and conveniently as a result got an exemption. But I also feel like there's definitely a little bit of implicit bias showing here uh, in terms of she is the only black woman on the show. The only other black person on the show is Darwin. And the only other non-white person besides the two of them is Dorothy. Yep. Um, So that feels 14 people, 14 people. And they got three non-white people, Um, which, you know, Survivor was kind of still doing that now so this is 20 years ago fair uh but i think it's important to bring that up um she does have very arched eyebrows that look great but do make it look like she's a little bit like questioning everything you say all the time which is probably not helping her case she also Um, got like a really bad situation early yeah yeah you know like we're at the point where like early on like people are like that guy's breathing he's the mole like that's what we're looking for so like this person got exemption like this is somebody who like had like this was like very much uh the only person who didn't complete the task today, right? So, like, yeah. I think it's yeah. going to end up and being like fair. a person of interest. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But if they were voting and if she didn't have an exemption, I do feel like she would be the first one out, um, which would be unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, Because she's going to be great television. Yes. Um, (laughs) So then we see them all hanging out in Anderson's hut, Anderson's mountain hut. Mm -hmm. uh, And Bribs pulls out. He he tells this like random story and everyone's like, where is this going about his cleaning out his grandfather's basement that he's lived in this house for 40 something years. uh, And he has a little can of the original mole killer. Forces Molecular. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, Bribs with this tiny can of Molecular. I mean, that stuff's 100 years old. Who knows what's actually in it? It could probably kill anything. Yeah, I don't know if you want that near (laughs) you. It's probably... Yeah, it's it's like radium and heroin together. I think he said at one point... That will definitely kill a mole. He's like, if I if I get executed, this should be passed on. It's the original mole killer, and it's uh, it's this tiny can, and everyone's like, dude, we're not like actually trying to literally kill the mole. <laughs> like, wait, yeah, what? You put that in somebody's drink; it will kill the mole. Yeah, I think Bribs, uh, the my my uh, radar is spiked by this. He's like, he's busting this thing out, trying to throw you off the scent. It's like. Well, if I were the mole, I wouldn't show you my kryptonite. Uh, Here in my hand, safely yeah. guarded. By the uh, way, during all of this, they appear to be eating cookies. There are some unmarked soda bottles. Mm. I saw a spoon with what could have been a streak of olive oil or perhaps a dash of Dijon mustard. There is the top half of a demi baguette and then some kind of like olive tapenade colored looking thing near it. That was it what was on the table. The table was a mess. Disaster. Well, they're having snacks. They're they're trying not to get mole killer on their food. Uh, there's a lot happening. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say: your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over a hundred social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S. excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We go to presumably the next night, I think. Uh, It is dark outside. And surprise... Everybody's bags are suspended from a crane over a crackling fire. You know, that's normal Saturday night behavior. This shit's crazy. There is <laughs> a so crane. There the is wind conditions are wild. Because uh, the it's premise of this challenge crazy. with this crane holding everybody's bags, 14 duffel bags of stuff. This is like um, on the off chance like that you did old cargo net. You didn't watch the episode. You were just like, "Oh, the podcast is here. I gotta listen to this first. Like, there's a construction crane, the yeah. whole ass crane. 
It's a whole ass crane on this whole ass Alp and it has all of their whole ass bags in a cargo net and it is suspended over a roaring bonfire. The unknown crane brother of uh, Fraser and Niles whole it's, ass crane. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, it is crazy. This the, was wild. Yeah, episode one. They're coming in quite literally like, hey, very hot. Pass this next test or we're going to set your shit on fire. And not only are we going to do that, we're going to lower it into a bonfire with a crane. And with make a whole you ass crane. And you will have to watch. And P.S. The there, is, of night. there is literally no way they were going to get any of these questions right at all. No, they have like were, their personal belongings in there. Like they've got like, yeah. like sentimental items in there. Yes. I, I thought that Al threw kind of a big fit over. I have a picture of my family in my bag. Like, irreplaceable. No, yeah, irreplaceable. Can't the just, only picture of my still living family members. Yeah, I and I understand it was 2002. You couldn't just like go to Staples and get another printout, but you could go and like take your negatives into Walmart, and a day yeah. later you could have another picture. And I'm sure yeah. there are more pictures at home. I feel like that's not on the level of you know family bible or cow yeah what year does uh, the bowl season two come out this is 2002 2001 they mm, they okay. had to they put it on they aired three episodes and then put it on yadis until spring of 2002 and then they brought it Got back it. i was gonna say because uh that defeats my theory that the the film one hour photo uh came out around <laughs> the same time that maybe they were afraid to go and get photos developed but uh that uh that film is a 2002 movie Hmm. Yeah, they filmed this in the summer of 2001, and then it premiered on September 28th, 2001, just a couple weeks after a rather major yeah. global event. Um, Correct. In the Friday night death slot. Um, and so ABC after, did not want this show to succeed. Yeah, they made some poor choices. The timing was inevitably not great, given everything going on. Like a show about uh, betrayal and deceit and suspicion. Um, not exactly the environment uh, that was ripe for such a show in September of 2001. Yeah. But to the, to the network's credit, they started it over from scratch from the start in June of 2002. Um, but yes, 2001 is when it was filmed and when it originally started airing. Got it. So the mission, with the bags suspended over the burning fire, is they select four players to answer questions about the the team, essentially. Because they had this period of time where they all had their journals now. Mm -hmm. They're all numbered. This feels important that everybody has like a numbered journal, one through mm -hmm. 14. Uh, and so they had, they like were given like at least a few hours, if not the entire night and the next day. I guess we don't know like the exact timeline, uh, to like get to know each other. So it's like find the four people who you think know the group the best. Yeah. They have to get five questions right and they win the money, but they have to like not get four questions wrong. Because uh, if they right. do, there, then like your shit's gone. Your shit's torched. Yeah. There's eight questions total. If they get one question wrong, they don't get the money. This, this was Which entirely designed. Possible. Yeah. 
you're never getting this forty thousand dollars. These you questions are so question hard, and it's four people, but they have to answer individually. They're taking turns. They're not collect. They're not. It's not a brain trust. They're not answering as a group. Well, they can't you answer know. as a group because it's like, oh, which one of you said that? Oh, okay, it was that guy. Yeah. Yeah, you can't really do that. When but, you're asking questions about people who are also potentially answering the questions, that's yes. uh, tricky. Yeah, it's but if they get four hard. questions wrong, the, so as they're answering the questions incorrectly, the crane is slow motion lowering their bags it's, over it's the fire. so evil. It's so evil. They absolutely, absolutely designed this. Uh, for this moment, because like for it's just torture, yeah. It's just, but 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 with with an inevitable outcome. Uh, yes, I, like, this I, is I, like this is like a Game of Thrones moment. The reigns of Casimir, it's playing, and like you know what's going to happen, and there's no avoiding it. And they like designed it this way so that the premiere episode has this like extraordinary uh, fire lit low that sets the tone uh, for everything to come i imagine anyway like that is that is how they're trying to play i mean you're not wrong it's early it's early 2000s reality television is just like so much more emotionally manipulative and extreme than the already terrible emotionally manipulative (laughs) extreme moments that we get in modern day reality tv like another thing that i noticed is they really lovingly linger on the throwing up while riding a bike like there was so much more vomit yeah. prior to like 2010 on reality TV and so much of yeah. like we're just going to we're going to physically tax you so we get shots of you puking your guts out and we're also we're going to emotionally thrash you by destroying your possessions in a giant fire so that we get the shot of you crying and it, it it's they're really so much more evil and I know they dialed that back. They found new and different ways to be evil that don't like scar people in quite the yeah. same way. Yeah. It's like they didn't know. They didn't know. It was it was like early medical science did some terrible things to people as well. None of these questions are answerable. No. <laughs> all of them were designed. All of them who, were designed. Who dressed up as Marge Simpson for Halloween? When did that come up? Whose whose favorite drink is a Sam Adams lager and wine? Uh, is, is that at the same time? Because I have yeah, like like this is Zed. This was specifically designed so that Katie's treasured stuffed animal cow could burn in this fire. Yeah, like that's what they did this for. R.I.P. Cow. R.I.P. Cow. She's like it's just a stupid cow, but like uh, everyone knows me with the cow. I go to bed every night. My friends are gonna freak out. Yeah, this is like taking Linus's blanket away, and then that's like really evocative, right? Because Linus freaks out. Yeah, it's not good. Can't burn the cow. Like this is dark. Yeah, Um, and I'm I'm both I'm like simultaneously hoping that like. Uh, there will be a twist later on in the season where you come to find out that their stuff is okay. And then at the same time, it's like, no, you committed to the bit. Like you have to have burned the cow, you know, like it's, so <laughs> it's tough. It's tough, but they get it all wrong and they burned the whole thing. Yeah, they don't get a everybody. single question, right? They get four questions in a row wrong. And that's the end of the game. Excruciating uh, to watch. The bags go up in flames. Everybody's upset. Everybody's crying. Yeah. But one of the questions that we get is who wrote in their application, they would like to normalize relations with Cuba. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> 
It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Ali says Darwin. The correct answer is Patrick. Patrick. You know, he's got his politics and he wants them known. That's so uh, great. Can relate. Oh, I love um, it. I love it. Another great thing about this, by the way, is like with our, those are our bags in the net, right? Which, by the way, the way the bags are positioned looks like there's like a body stuffed in like one <laughs> long bag. It's all just this, a, a, yeah. an elaborate ruse. This is the cast of season one of the mole. Uh, oh, this is yeah. the person. This is the alternate that we didn't need for casting. Right. Oh my god! But like they're, they're like, are those our bags? Like, yeah, those are your bags. If you'd like to take a look, and Anderson hands them binoculars to like double check <laughs> from a distance. It's so like, yeah, if you're gonna pass me binoculars, I'll take a look. And they look with the binoculars, they like, like oh, see shit, their those names. Are absolutely, our bags. See oh, Michael god. crossed out and Bribs written on yeah. the bag. Bribs. Bribs. That's definitely my bag. It says Bribs. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Al's upset. The family's gone. Heather's Bible. She's so upset. She's like, I've had that Bible since I was 13. Like, I study with it. I've taken notes in it. Don't bring that on a trip. Don't bring it on TV. Luxury I items are a trick. I wouldn't leave the house. Luxury items are a trick. Can, you bring, I would you never bring, bring anything you bring irreplaceable like, like yeah, that. Yeah, like my, my comfort item. Like, uh, you you make like up a story about like your your best blanket. So you have a blanket <laughs> when you go out there, but like it's yeah, not anything yeah. real. Yeah, this is the raincoat that my grandmother gave me <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. when I graduated from college. And then yeah. she died. And, and she so wrote all of these survival happen. tips on the inside lining of the raincoat uh, just in case I was ever in trouble. Yeah. And then she died. Yeah, yeah, these are the MREs that my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this oh, is the powdered man. electrolytes that my uh, stepfather. Yeah. God rest his soul. <laughs> yeah, always yeah. have to. And they're gone. Yeah. 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 yeah it has to be a, a relic from a, a dead relative. Darwin's so pissed off that Patrick didn't know that it was Allie who was Marge Simpson. Like, I like, can tell that just by looking at her. <laughs> that was so. What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. And, and we get this like cute interview moment with Al where he's like talking about how upset he is. And he's like a little teary and he's like, don't you show this. I don't want them to see me upset, which yeah. is like, very sweet. It's, it's like, also a again, annoyingly macho, but you can kind of yeah. tell who's not been on, who's not been watching reality TV because they are 100 percent going to show. Yeah. Oh, you're crying. It's going on television. Yeah. Like, oh, that's uh, on TV already. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, tell uh, them not to show something is basically telling them to show something. Right. Yes, correct. And so as everyone's stuff is burning, Anderson says, oh, and by the way, like, you'll be able to get some clothes later on. We'll and by the way, later. your first execution is tomorrow. Yeah, although technically <laughs> it was Just tonight. by the way. Just yeah. by the way. Technically, I, we uh, executed 14 prized possessions <laughs> no, by lowering them into a, a We have some roast beef on the menu. Yeah. No, actually, they have uh, a consomme of guinea hen. There you uh, go. That's what I was talking about earlier. Yeah, they show you a dinner menu for the next night. Consomme of guinea hen with vegetables and something. I can't make out the next word. A rainbow trout on a creamy sauce with chives. Mm. It's a rainbow trout on I want the sauce on sauce. the trout. No, the trout's on the sauce. Uh, <laughs> can, can I get my like a, can I get my sauce like on phrase. the trout? Yeah, the trout like off a, the sauce. A euphemism. <laughs> can I get my sauce on the side? <laughs> Got the trout on the sauce. Yeah, it's a rainbow trout on a creamy sauce with chives 
Or they could get the roast saddle of lamb with herbs and green beans. And they also have some lionese potatoes. Mm, lionese potatoes are, are pretty are pretty boss. Sounds like a souffle on the menu for dessert. Mm. They, and no cherries. No. No they shrimp. Don't listen to the podcast. No shrimp. No shrimp. Sounds like a fairly opulent meal all the same. Opulent is precisely the word that I wrote down in my yes. notes. Yes. This show loves an opulent dinner. Picture of opulent. Many of them. This was yeah. in Anderson's contract. I'm pretty sure it's like yeah. I will do this show, but I'm not doing one of those one of those punk ass shows where they make you live in a tent and they feed you crap. We are yeah. going to be eating fancy meals every yeah. night. I want a roast saddle of lamb. I want a rainbow trout on a creamy sauce. <laughs> Sir, do you mean with? A cre- I said on the creamy sauce. I want that <laughs> trout on it. I want the trout on a creamy sauce. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, so they have their dinner and then it's time to take the quiz. Uh, and so we go through the names. Allie, green thumbprint. Yep. Katie, green thumbprint. Al, green thumbprint. Who is Patrick, like, hiding like half of his collar in this weird blue sweater? It's a <laughs> weird look. It's strange. And then we get to Bob and it's red. And honestly, Good. Goodbye. Sleazy, weird guy who contributed nothing. Get Uh, out of here. uh, But it is only now, Jess, that it's connecting for me. He's like, what's your favorite color? And she says red. He goes, red? Well, what's your least favorite color? Bob. (laughs) Is it green? It's red like your thumbprint. He's like, no, I feel that. I was saying it because I like red, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's Bob. This is like one of like um uh this is one of those moments where great. Send him on the trip with Ryan Aiken. Like I don't care. Like this is fine. <laughs> well, that's cheap. You know. Yeah. Bye. So you couldn't bye, have a Bob. Bob and a Rob on this show no. for longer than one episode. That was madness. And Bob one with a Boston go. hat. Goodbye, Boston Bob. <laughs> uh yeah. He was also fine. he was just so he was so bland. He was so yeah forgettable it's just like i I don't even take any notes about the like you know send off monologues yeah like al is like i just didn't care he's 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 kind of sad al's like he thought he could have been a good friend um uh or that's Allie. al was suspicious of bob he was shocked that he went uh and then darwin makes some of the fact that bob was wearing a long sleeve t-shirt that had like fire on his sleeves like Bob, you have something to tell us because of the fire <laughs> from the night before. That's it. It really it feels like I feel like we knew Manuel so much better. I was going to say, point. cannot hold a candle to Manuel and his night in Paris. Maybe it's just because we didn't get a night in Paris. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. a night in the mountain hut. <laughs> yeah, so like, there's like some stuff here where like uh, I think there's. I'm excited that we have a bigger cast because it means more show, but also I feel like that season one cast is pretty lean and mean. Uh, like this yeah. is like we got rid of Bob first. Like they were going through some of these names. Allie, like I just didn't have an impression, but then like Katie comes up and there's not a lot of time left on the episode. I'm like, don't you dare. It's too soon. Not yet. <laughs> and then like even Al, like I'm like Al seems like good, like sort of adversarial content right now. So I didn't want to lose Al. Uh, and Patrick too soon to lose either of the Charlies for me. Uh, so when Bob came up, it was like, who's that? And then he's gone. I'm like, oh, him. Yeah, totally fine. Uh, yeah. So like, uh, it, it was great because like, we don't have to, like, 
we don't have to come on to this podcast like upset about a result for the first one back from you know however many months it's been you know uh, you know nine or ten months so like I'm, yeah, we're I'm in a good thrilled place. with the result thrilled with the res- with the result I feel as hyped as ever and I'm 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 very eager for for episode two. It's like we get to dip our toe into it. We don't have to like plunge head first and come up gasping for air. Yeah. Um, the cast is very good though. Uh, there are like a few people who I feel like I've got no feel for at all. Uh, and then the ones who I feel like I'm starting to like develop a sense of their personalities. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about feels like uh, definitely some meme worthy content coming our way uh, throughout throughout the season. Um, welcome to my mountain hut. Welcome to my mountain hut. Welcome to uh, my mountain hut. Welcome to my mountain hut. Tonight <laughs> it's your yeah, mountain you hut. Not. Yeah. Uh, it was just absolutely wild. And then like the binoculars. It was just so crazy. So many different things in this episode. And like this is the level of like F's that Anderson Cooper has to give is just spectacular start. that it's episode one and we're going to be here yeah. for another few months. Uh, very, very good. We've got anything else recap wise where we want to get into the, the, the creamy sauce that this podcast is on. Yeah, I think we've uh, we've we've covered the rainbow trout, not in creamy sauce because the sauce is underneath. It's on. We it's have, on the we've sauce. Gone we, over we've the, covered the, the creamy sauce. The podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now we we've have to covered, do the sauce. Yeah. Well, the other thing I would mention is we kind of talked about it with the rosary on the shoelace, but I feel like the Katie Patrick friendship is really adorable this episode it's like yeah this was a big thing on reality tv in the early years where we'd have this like lovable father-daughter bond and mm-hmm. they'd, they'd feel like they had this really unusually close relationship and it's like are you are you trying to capture the lightning in a bottle that was roger and elizabeth in survivor sure. australian outback mm-hmm. like we're gonna cast that guy with the you know the secret softy and well, then it sounds like it's happening simultaneously, right? Because kind of, yeah, it's like the exact same time as as Survivor well, no, Two. Survivor Two was, um, it was filmed in two thousand, and it and it premiered January two thousand one. So this is right after that. Okay, so and again, okay, it's one of those it. things where we're gonna get the same people that we saw on Survivor. We're gonna get people exactly like that and bring them got in. It. Yep, yeah, yep, yep, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um all right. All right. So, are we ready to play a game? Listen, I am very excited to play a game. Yeah. Uh we play games here on Mole Patrol. We do. Uh Jess tries to just show how much smarter she is than the rest of the class. <laughs> I'm the smart team. Yeah. You are. I'm the smart team, but I will I will preface this before we get started at all. I will preface this by saying we came up with the premise of the game like at the end of recording a multi-hour podcast very late at night on a work night so that's the place that this is coming from i feel like that really tracks with the kind of podcast that this is Um, this is the same time slot that i'm recording in now (laughs) yes it is in the past what we've done is you have challenged zed and i to identify whether or not a show you're talking about was an actual trash trash reality TV show yep. from yesteryear. Uh, I am to understand you've relinquished the premise. 
I have because we kind of gave that up to Chappelle because Chappelle needs those shows uh, as fodder for his reality rewind series. Yes. <laughs> so I asked, I asked Chappelle, I had Chappelle on, I had AJ Mass on and the three of us kind of workshopped some ideas. And we finally decided that the best way to do this is to just expand our universe of trash and mm. instead <laughs> make our whole, make our whole reason for being, um, we're just going to expand it to the universe of perceived blind spots, perceived cultural blind spots of Joshua Wiggler. So Zed, you're kind of a wild card here. We don't know with exactly the same level of accuracy, what you have and have not seen, but every week we're going to have some themes. We're going to have a theme and we're going to have three different programs. And each one of the program, we have a similar premise to our reality show thing. I'm going to give you, Four plot points. Three of them are absolutely real things that really happened on the show in question. And one of them is made up. And your okay. job, as always, to come up with the thing that we made up. And if I get, if I lose, do, does anything get set on fire? No, we will not set anything on fire this week. This next week. week yeah, next week, we'll talk. Um, I, I'm waiting for the crane. I'm waiting to hear about the yeah, crane. Don't let anybody into your house, Josh. And don't oh. send out any of your beloved possessions. Yeah, no um, one is have you checked in. where your cow is? Um, <laughs> it's 11.30 on Monday Maurice? night. Do you know where your cow is? Maurice! Maurice? It's not answering. Uh-oh. Yep. Uh, all right. I'll check yep. in afterwards. I can't interrupt the podcast. We've got a flow. Yep. Yeah, we really we've got a cannot, vibe going on. I can't cannot uh, stop this train. Yeah, no getting off of this train. We're on Brooklyn Z. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So this week's this week's theme, we thought we'd we'd start we'd kick off with something pretty easy. Um, we're going to be talking about teen dramas. Uh, we have three three popular teen drama programs okay. from the last two decades, and. We're going to kick things off. And I think this, I think this first one gives you a real sense of the kind of trash we're talking about and the kinds of plot points that you may be looking for in future weeks. But this week we're talking only about teen dramas. Uh, I reached out. I want to give extra special thanks to AJ Mass for helping me formulate the idea behind this um, and helping me write a lot of the questions. I want to thank Kirsten McGinnis for helping me with some of the plot points on a couple of these shows as I think will become evident. So Riverdale, we are going to Riverdale. <laughs> yeah, of course <laughs> we're, we're, we're waiting. We're waiting for live. We're going to bring us home with Riverdale, but we're going to kick okay. things off with pretty little liars. Okay. So, I don't either think one of you have any familiarity? Liars. No, okay. no, uh, I don't think I I'm going to be, I, I mean, if you're targeting Josh's blind spots, but I think I have much bigger blind spots than Josh does. He's been an entertainment journalist for the last 15 years. And I just started watching TV a year ago. So <laughs> this is, this is what I'm banking on Zed, but I'm, I'm also waiting. I know it's going to come. I don't know no, where, I and don't I don't know how Yeah, we will. I will. I will announce a show and you will be like, I saw every episode of this. Yeah. That one's fake. And I, I'm waiting for that moment. And I feel like that I do not know when that moment will come is kind of part of the joy of, of it for yeah, me. Yeah. It'll be a pretty great little surprise. liars, pretty little liars. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, an ABC family show that went to freeform. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, there is a mystery of like a death or something like that. Uh, alongside a serial killer or like a masked killer named A, 
who has like all the secrets. Very good, Josh. I think that's about what I know of Pretty Little Liars. And it's it's, not Big Little Lies or Pretty Little Fires. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, not Little Fires Everywhere either. Uh, A lot of fires. A lot of fires. A lot of liars. A lot of fires. I I think there's some pants in there. Chicago fire. No. No. Um, Yeah, essentially, yeah. There's a bunch of... There's a bunch of teenagers who are all friends with each other, and then there's a death, and then there's this antagonist called A, who may or may not be a serial killer who kind of tortures them with the things that A knows about them. Okay, so that's the premise, Zed. That's, the that's premise. where we're operating from. Got yeah. it. Okay, so here are your four. Here are your four storylines that have occurred on Pretty Little Liars, and one of one of which is, is fake. Yeah, one of these is fake. Okay, okay. number one. Paige and Emily develop a heated rivalry while vying to become captain of the swim team, which eventually culminates in Paige attempting to drown Emily in the swimming pool. Several episodes later, with no with no lead up, they are dating and the drowning incident is never brought up again. Okay. Number one. Number two. Television. Yeah, it's television. Number two. Jenna's new boyfriend, played by Wyatt Nash, acts strangely. When he accompanies her to the funeral for a local police detective, the girls suspect he may have had something to do with the detective's murder, but the reality is even stranger. He's squirrely because he harbors a secret attraction to dead bodies, as Jenna discovers when she finds him in the mortuary. Uh, uh, Wyatt Nash, a.k.a. Matt Elrod of Survivor Redemption Island, uh, Wyatt Nash. That's the one. <laughs> Who's like uh, into, into corpses. He's into corpses. That feels okay. real. That feels really real. That feels very real. I'm disqualifying that. I'm counting that as a given. Okay, Uh number three. The girls volunteer to model wedding dresses for a fashion show. And as they're taking off the dresses after the show, it's discovered that human finger bones have been sewn into the corset of one of the dresses. No. <laughs> as in that's not real or no as oh, in that's like no. a, you're protesting its existence I'm hoping both yeah. <laughs> All right. we'll see here's, yeah. the, here's the final one the chief antagonist of the series A sends Arya's mom to the hospital by releasing a swarm of bees in her car Arya later receives a text that reads this is only the first taste of my venom say that again the whole thing the chief antagonist of the series, A, sends Arya's mom to the hospital by releasing a swarm of bees in her car. Arya later receives a text that reads, this is only the first taste of my venom. Um, what season is that in? What season is that in? Yeah. I, I didn't write down seasons for any of these. Mm, okay. Yeah. Should I have? Well, I can for, I can for future. For, for, for future reference, if there can be like the ability to ask some follow ups like that yeah. so that we can to start understand the like of how far into the development yeah. of the show. Yeah, keep yeah, in like, mind, I myself have not seen most of the shows. So. I understand. Um, oof, well, this is tough, Zed, because there isn't like a ton of none of these things. Uh, you know, one of these things is not like the other. They're mm-hmm. all pretty morbid. Um, yes I agree and I should just clarify once again Zed this could be the moment where like if we wanted to change the rules we could but you and I are a team right oh yeah 100% okay dope <laughs> cool sweet uh, we fail together yeah um, here on Mobile Patrol 
so I'm fine to go with the bones are fake if you want to just like wave those away because like I think this is this is like a throw a dart right now. I don't have a strong feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, the first one feels wrong. Um, the bones, the drowning feels, one. Yeah, the bones yeah. feels right. I, I think kind of does. But and now I'm just trying to like get into the hood of the people who like helped cook this up. Are they, is the Wyatt Nash thing is a survivor contestant. Like, is this like a, is this a misdirect? Like, is this not real or is this like a pick me? Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like being on the mole is like, you you don't know. I want to put out, I think we've gotten a lot better at our fakes this year. Yeah. They were always, Really Pretty good. good. You didn't really need to improve, you know. <laughs> We've gotten ten thousand hours of practice. Oh yeah. god! You could have just stayed the course. Um, you probably could have asked us the exact same questions from last summer, and we still would have struggled with a that's bunch a hysterical, of them. hysterical idea. I would go with either the drowning or Wyatt Nash. It is it's not real? Okay, drowning. The attempt but then they drowning. become girlfriends, right? Uh, with no addressing of the interim. Right. Wyatt Nash is obsessed with corpses. Yes. Is is romantically attracted to corpses. Right. Hmm. I mean, he does have an acting career. Yeah. He does. He does. And I think he was on Pretty Little Liars. Okay. Pretty Little Your Lies. instinct is the drowning one, right? Oh, my God. No, it's Big Little Lies, Pretty Little Liars. Got it. Oh, man. Oh, my God. We don't even know what show we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's it's the drowning one, which makes me think it's probably Wyatt Nash. (laughs) I don't know what to do with that information. (laughs) Let's do the drowning one. Let's lock it in. You ready? Locking it in? Drowning one's locked in? Yeah. Yeah. All right. You should have gone with your gut here. I thought we did. you were you were between two. You should have gone with the other one. It, it was Wyatt worse. Nash. Wyatt yeah. Nash, but Wyatt Nash did appear on Pretty Little Liars, sure. and yeah. the premise of the whole thing up until the part where he's attracted to corpses—that's all real. Yeah, but the attract- yep. he was never attracted to corpses that I know of. Was someone attracted to corpses on the show? I I don't know. I have I have no idea. Probably okay. because the show is messed up. It goes yeah. it, it goes on forever, and it gets pretty weird. Okay, so we're we're off. Uh, we've we've lost our first question, Zed, but we have like a little bit of a sense of the hunt. I feel like a little bit tricky. So. This Trixie, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because we were we were so smart and so good at this last time that like we really needed to just get like uh, hey, the rug pulled you, out from under us. If you were batting, you had a great average. It was not bad. Mm-hmm. No, it was good. Yeah, it was all right. That was pretty good. Sometimes we were very good and sometimes it was not as good. So. Yeah, I mean, that's what makes it interesting. If you guys got all of these right all the time, it would not be fun to listen to. Um, okay. All right. So, so question question number two, which which universe are we going to? We're going to the universe of One Tree Hill. I know nothing about One Tree Hill. It ran for nine years. It started out on the WB and then, of course, mm-hmm. when the WB the CW. It was kind of like the platonic ideal of a CW program. It's about like the the goings on and you know lives, loves, and rivalries of a bunch of high school people that do a lot of things that really never happened to me in my high school. So what is the started difference? airing 
when I was like either in middle school, like leaving middle yeah. school, entering high school right around that time. I didn't watch it because I don't watch television, but I had a lot of friends who were obsessed with One Tree Hill. I, I conflate One Tree Hill and is it Everwood? Are those the two that I mix up in my head, I think? Yeah, that sounds right to me. This was Everclear. an era. Everclear yeah. is the band. Everclear's yeah, this was one of these. Alcohol. This yeah, was like one of band. these in the wake of in the wake of Dawson's Creek. It was a lot of that sort of energy. In fact, they filmed in the same place as Dawson Dawson's Creek. So Everwood yeah. is around the same time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And there was also there was Seventh Heaven, which aired in like the same time slot and had a lot of teenagers on it, even though it was a completely different sure. show. Yeah. Oh, the OC is the other yeah, one. Yeah, the OC. Yeah, well, there's yeah. no mistaking the OC. I got I that. tried to do the OC for this, but it was just not weird enough. Uh, the OC has some weird shit. You'd have to dig in a little bit, but it does exist. Um, but mm. yeah, I mean, OC plays it mostly straight, I think. Yeah, you have to really dig deep. And I feel like One Tree Hill, you kind of throw a rock and you hit a weird thing. Okay, well, let's find out. Give us the weird things. We'll pick out the weirdest thing that isn't real. Okay, here we go. One Tree Hill. Question one. Through her job as manager of the hottest music club in town, 17-year-old Peyton meets and subsequently becomes romantically involved with then 26-year-old fallout boy frontman Pete Wentz. Playing himself. Feels real. Yeah, probably. Okay, number two. A high-maintenance rock star, played by guest star Nick Lachey, will only play at the (laughs) local music club if he is allowed to keep his pet monkey in the dressing room. The monkey escapes and chews through a cable, causing a fire that guts the club and kicks off a drawn-out legal battle when the insurance company refuses to cover the incident. Does Nick Lachey have this much of a sense of humor about himself, is my question. I honestly don't know. I, think, I feel like I think it's possible. I think it's possible. He's coming off of that reality show that was basically making him a punchline. I feel like if you want to keep being on television. I think it's possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's possible. All right. Question three. Question three. Guest star Kevin Federline plays the role of an wow. up and coming rock star named Jason Federline, <laughs> who has a brief but tumultuous relationship with fellow musician Mia and eventually gets ejected from the club for groping one of her friends. Interesting. What year is this? One Tree Hill ran from 2003 to 2012. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. And finally, here's number four. Dan has been on the waiting list for a heart transplant for months and is overjoyed to learn a donor heart has become available. But as a hospital staffer rushes the heart to the operating room, he trips over a dog and drops the heart on the floor where the dog eats it in front of a horrified Dan. No! What happens to Dan? He just stares in horror as the dog eats the heart and then he doesn't get the heart transplant. Dan, This is true. This happens. This happens. This is real. It's got to be one of the three musicians, and the question is just like which one is the uh-huh. fake. Uh, okay, so we have Pete Wentz Pete as Wentz. himself. Yeah, this is like peak Fallout Boy time. Yeah, um, Pete Wentz is still like relevant. I don't know. I don't want to insult anyone if he's uh, still <laughs> relevant. Um, yeah. I think it's Kevin Federline is a fake. 
I think it's like Kevin Federline is the fake and Pete Wentz and Nicholas J. You'd think like, oh, they're going to big time One Tree Hill. But no, I think that they're down to clown with One Tree Hill. And I think, I don't think One Kevin, Tree Hill is a huge show yeah. at the time for at least the first few seasons. I don't, you know what? Kevin Federline can't book One Tree Hill. That might be more accurate. He can't get One Tree Hill. Nicholas Oh man. Yeah, let's go with Kevin Federline. All right. Just Kevin Federline can't book One Tree Hill. <laughs> are, you, are you locking this in now? Kevin Federline cannot book One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill is too good for Kevin Federline. You know, I wish yeah. that were true, but yeah. all of the all of the actual people mentioned in the It was the Dog Heart no, one. The Dog Heart oh. absolutely happened. Okay. Um Kevin Federline as Jason Federline absolutely happened. Pete Wentz, as himself, absolutely happened. Nick Lachey did not bring a pet monkey onto One Tree Hill. However, everything I know about One Tree Hill basically comes from watching The Soup during this era, because The (laughs) Soup loved to make a meal out of One Tree Hill about as much as that dog loved to make a meal out of the heart, because they showed that heart clip all the time. And they also showed Nick Lachey as a guest on One Tree Hill, and one of the characters is having some relationship drama and he tries to give help and she looks at him and she says, stay out of it, Nick Lachey. And they played this <laughs> clip constantly and it was one of my favorite things. M-O-T-P-D, stay yeah. out of this, Nick Lachey. Yeah. So he's, he's in the show, just not in the way you said. Right. He's in the show, just not in the way I said. And when I mentioned we we're doing One Tree Hill to AJ Mass, I said, is this a good idea? And he's like, stay out of it, Nick Lachey. So I said, yeah, that definitely tracks with what we Fair were enough. doing. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. All right. Zed, we're not going to get any of them ever. Yeah, no, the stuff is burning. I think we're, but yeah, it's an I educational think, I, experience. I we're think learning. we're going to lose every time. This is I've, improving I've, your cultural literacy. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I have gone from approaching this as a quiz to approaching it a as learning a learning experience. opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. That's great. I'm going to do the same thing. <laughs> the real quiz is the friends we made along the way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so your third and final... I'm not going to be friends with Kevin Federline, though. No, you might be friends with Nick Lachey if he stays out of it. I saw him at a bar once. He seemed totally fine. Oh, good. He didn't He didn't meddle, so that's he seemed, good. He seemed absolutely whatever. He stayed out of it. Yeah, good. he was just in the corner. He stayed out of it, Nick Lachey. Excellent. <laughs> Loving it. All right, so your third and final show, as advertised at the top of the quiz, was Riverdale. Is that, have you watched any Riverdale not so a single the, episode. So I've watched a single episode of Riverdale right. uh, to to be on the podcast with Mary and Kirsten, and like the episode I watched was insanity. And then they started telling me about all this other stuff that happened on Riverdale. I was like, this show's crazy. So I yes. anticipate we're about to hear about some really nutty things that happen in the Archie universe, as rendered by the CW. Yeah. I think that there's like aliens sometimes there's like a cult leader there may be zombies I don't know uh, I I need to get back into Riverdale because what I saw was so bananas it's like I need to know much more about this so um, yeah. wait Josh so Kristen and Mary told you all the stuff that happened on Riverdale once upon a time this, this ought to be pretty easy then well we'll see we'll find out I don't I don't think it will be yeah all right Okay, here's number one. Jughead is about to sign the contract for his debut novel, which is loosely based on events from the show's first season. But when his literary agent turns up dead and the manuscript goes missing, 
It's obvious that someone doesn't want the town's secrets spilled on a national level. Jughead has the only other copy of the file, and he doesn't know how long he can stay ahead of the murderer. Or, apparently, that saving to the cloud is a thing. Okay. <laughs> okay, number two. The charismatic Edgar Evernever, played by Chad Michael Murray, recruits vulnerable teenagers to join his cult, which is actually a front for an organ harvesting ring. And when he's finally caught, he dons an evil Knievel-inspired jumpsuit and attempts to escape in a homemade rocket. That's real. Yeah, I believe that's real. No, Chad I know Michael that's Murray, real. Who was that's on real. The that's real. I remember or this. Or One Tree Hill, rather. Was that the episode yeah. they made you watch? No. Okay. But we talked about it. I, I figured, because that was the there first may be thing. Like, there may be like a detail that could be off, but I'm, I'm, that's, that's right. I, I'm going to just, I have to, I have to commit to some, some truth here. I'm going to believe that to be reality. I mean, you dropped cult leader in the, so yeah, and the, yeah. Ro- and the rocket yeah. I remember. Yeah. 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 yeah Oregon harvesting real. ring. That sounds correct. This sounds correct. Yeah. That sounds, well, I, I feel like the rest are a little bit more difficult. So, okay. Here we go. After Midge is murdered on stage during a school production of Carrie the Musical, the cheer squad attends her funeral in bespoke outfits that are identical to the normal blue and gold Riverdale cheerleading uniforms, but they're black. Cheer Captain Cheryl vows to pursue blood atonement for her teammate's death. Amazing. Dope. Yeah, I hope want, that's real. Want that Pursue real. blood atonement? Yeah. Great phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we do here on Mole Patrol. We pursue blood atonement. <laughs> week in and week out. Uh-huh. Justice That's for Midge. M-O-T-P-D. <laughs> yeah. All right. And finally, Archie is framed for murder and sent to juvie. While he's there, he inspires his fellow inmates by describing the thrills of playing high school football, then organizes a football game between rival gangs in hopes that one of the gangs will stop stealing his shoes. The cheerleading squad also performs a choreographed routine to jailhouse rock outside the prison gates to show their support for Archie. I think that happens in Crybaby. I think this <laughs> I think this might be a risk, but I think that that might be wrong. And I think that all of it is correct, except that it happens to Jughead. Is that your final answer, Josh? I'm saying that to Zed. That's my mm-hmm. inclination. Because I know that there's a big time jump on Riverdale where they like ex- they, they like go years into the future. They're like adults now, like seven and yet, like, years, yeah, yeah. But it's still like 2020 or whatever. Like they, no time passed. So like the Jughead being a, a novelist tracks. I feel good about Chad Michael Murray. The mm-hmm. Midge thing is so it's so to me like I feel like it's the Midge thing or or the fourth one and like the fourth one feels like with the tricksiness that all happens except it happens to Jughead and not Archie. Okay. My prediction. That's you that's go with the last one. Do you have a strong feeling one way or the other? I am. I will. You have watched more of this show than I have. My one episode. One episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think I think your instincts, your logic, your logic, your logic tracks, your logic tracks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tonight on we're June closing in on midnight. Twenty fourth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on June twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. Yeah. Uh, let's go with the last. Let's one. lock that in, Jess. All right. Well, I wouldn't be so tricksy as to describe something that actually happened on the show and just say it was a different character that this happened to. I'm not that evil. I'm a little bit evil. Um, but actually the thing that I made up was like the least weird of all of them like the Jughead novel thing I knew he was a novelist but I made yeah. up the whole rest of that 
Um, so that's the incorrect that's one. True. And the whole like jailhouse rock cheerleading thing. And the you know, there was like a there was a jail thing. I really thought it would be Jughead. Mm. It's like a total crybaby ripoff. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> It was weird yeah. in Crybaby, but at least they had the excuse yes. of John Waters. Yes. Like, this is just Riverdale. I, you, the two of you know way more about Riverdale than I do, to be honest. I, basically, I have what Kirsten told me about. <laughs> I, everything I know about Riverdale, I learned when Kirsten was on Push or Recaps Theater. <laughs> yeah, we talked about Riverdale. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, all right. Well, over okay, three. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. when some you lose so them. Learned. Yeah. You'll, you'll get there. You'll get some right. Yeah. And, uh, it, it just takes you a little while to warm up to our style. And I think you did great coming out. The logic and reasoning, the logic trucks are sound. Do you have uh, uh, any, any teasers for next week? Anything that we could study up on in between the sessions? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I will give you this. Um, we are going to be talking about shows from another country. Ooh. So it is maybe not something you would have grown up watching, something you would have had to seek out. Okay, cool. I like that. Expand our horizons. I like it. I'm ready. Yep. Can't wait to get three more questions wrong next week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as our as our journey through the, the Mole Patrol quiz game begins in earnest alongside the return. Yeah, and I'm sure I got some of those details proper. wrong, and I cannot wait to be added about by like diehard One Tree Hill fans being like, "You got this detail wrong." It was, you know, yeah. very important to mention it was a golden retriever that ate the heart, and I can't believe yeah. you didn't. How dare you? Definitely at Jess about that, so that Zed and I can get um, these questections uh, nullified, uh, so that they're stricken from the record for I will, point totals I will for the up. end of the season. I'll call up Kurt Clark, who is the adjudication bureau. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. he can tabulate it. Mm-hmm. He can tabulate it. He can tabulate it. Um, all right. Mole Patrol season two, round one in the books. Uh, Jess, where can the people find you? Um, people can find me on the Twitter at Haymaker Hattie. And please, please at me about how I got all these details of these shows I didn't watch. Um <laughs> I would love to know how I'm doing and I would love to know if you have ideas for themes of totally bonkers shows. Uh, we have a crack team of writers coming up with um, summaries and other fake premises for these totally cracked out programs. But I always love having new ideas and I want to give extra special thanks. Once again, AJ Mass was, was a great help. Chris McGinnis was a great help. Chappelle helped us come up with the theme for it. And Sarah Carradine has written some really wonderful ones that we're going to be coming up in coming weeks. Incredible. Uh, Brooklyn Zed, where do people find you? I am Hard Rock Hope on Twitter and elsewhere on the internet if you really care to find me. Um, mostly I'm in the Pusha Recaps Discord. Josh will hype that up in a minute, probably. Uh, I podcast with Josh a second time a week um, talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake right now. Those episodes drop on Saturdays. We have forged a friendship over a reality show Josh has never watched and video games I've never played. We get to take turns now turning the tables on each other with surprises and unknown story beats and characters 
Um, so that's where I'm at. Uh, and also, I guess I would be remiss to not mention that both Sunday nights at 6 p.m. Eastern and Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, you can catch me streaming with our dear friend Rich Filiberto, DM Philly, our Philly, uh, at twitch.tv slash DM Philly. Sundays, we play a game called City of Mist with our show Kings of Neon. You'll find uh, the aforementioned Kurt Clark. And one Kevin Mahadeo are both a part of that game. Tuesdays, we play D&D in space. And Josh himself is there, too. So you can watch both of us play D&D together as a couple of very ridiculous characters in that world. That's yes. where I'm at. Uh, I am I am there on Tuesday nights. Uh, every other Tuesday night is what I aim for. Twitch.tv slash DM Philly. Beyond that, this is where you'll find me on RHAP uh, uh, for the next uh, several weeks, uh, which is exciting. Uh, I may or may not appear in an RHAP uh, podcast or two beyond this in the near future. Uh, so if you like certain podcasts here in the reality TV rehap up speeds, uh, keep listening because I may show up. Just a wild wiggler may appear beyond that. If you have been like, where's Wiggler? He used to be here all the time. Why don't you do this? I do a lot of stuff at post show recaps. We do lots of things there. We talk about Lost. We talk about Marvel shows. Uh, we talk about all kinds of things on post show recaps. If you would like to give that a listen, we would certainly appreciate it. Uh, give it a give it a perusal. There's always a thing that you will enjoy, even if you just want to hear some nonsense. Uh, as Jess will attest, uh, the Walking Dead podcasts are just as fun to listen to, if not more fun to listen to if you haven't even watched The Walking Dead. We're we're aiming to be companions in your ears to guide you through very ridiculous stories. Uh so if you have not yet dived into the post show recaps world, give it a give it a perusal. Give it a give it a gander. Uh we'd love to have you as part of our our incredible community that's growing in the post show recaps corner of the universe. Um beyond that you find me on the Twitter bots at Round Howard. Uh we will be back next week if you can believe it with more mole mole season two it's officially happening here uh get your feedback in mole patrol at rob has a website.com we'll get a feed up as well but stay tuned to the reality tv rehab feed you won't miss an episode we'll be back next week talking season two episode two take care everybody bye with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.